How can you tell if your gold necklace is fake? Stick around to the end to find out the answer. This is the Mr. Boggess' Class Podcast. If you've never listened to a podcast before, essentially it's a long media file that you can fast forward and rewind as you need. And the same idea is going to apply for today. If there's something that you don't understand, then all you have to do is rewind a little bit and listen to it again. At the same time, if it's going a little bit too slow for you, or if it gives you a certain amount of time to complete something and you finish early, you can always just fast forward. If you look at the front right of the room up on the board, you'll see that the learning target for today is that you can use all seven different kinds of text structures. Today we're going to be talking about text structure and specifically the seven different kinds. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Make sure that you have a sheet of paper and something to write with. We'll be right back. And we're back. Alright, so we're going to begin today with a little bit of background on text structure. Text structure is how information is organized in writing. Text structures, also known as patterns of organization, not only vary from writing to writing, but text structures may also change frequently from paragraph to paragraph within a single piece of writing. Though, not all texts can fit snugly into one of the patterns of organizations ex- explained in this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to prepare you to identify text structure on standardized tests. Though requirements may vary from state to state in Kentucky, students are required to accurately identify the text structure in specific passages. Secondly, today I'm going to help prepare you to use these seven different common types of patterns or text structures in your actual papers. Right now, what I want you to do is number your paper one to seven, leaving around five to six lines in between each one. We'll be back in 30 seconds. And we're back. So to start off today, we're going to be talking about chronological order. So next to number one, write in chronological. And you're going to do this for each one as we get to it. So when information in a passage is organized by the time in which each event occurred, it is organized chronologically. Nonfiction passages that are organized chronologically often contain dates. 
fiction passages or narratives are more subtle and are organized chronologically but usually have no dates. A narrative or story is a journey through time, and all of the events are arranged in order of time. Therefore, every story has a beginning, middle, and end. Even if an author uses flashbacks, flashboards, or otherwise manipulates the time in his or her text, the events still occur along a timeline. Stories require the passage of time. Therefore, all stories are organized chronologically. Sometimes time will stop in a narrative. Certain passages in a story may focus on describing scenery or spaces and use a descriptive or spatial detail of organization. So to start off today, we're going to practice writing something in chronological order. Hold off one second, here comes the prompt. Alright, so here's the prompt. Imagine that you were a teacher. What do you think your day would be like? Start with the morning, go during the day, and finish up with after school. Again, this should be ordered chronologically. You're going to have about five minutes. Five minutes to write this out. So, we'll be back in five minutes. Good luck.
and we're back. The next type of text structure that we're going to be talking about is compare and contrast. Compare and contrast is a text structure or pattern of organization where the similarities and differences of two or more things are explored. It is important to remember that with the compare and contrast text structure that the text should be discussing similarities and differences. If the text only discusses similarities, it's only comparing. Likewise, if it only discusses ways that the things are different, it is only contrasting. The text must do both to be considered compare and contrast. Now, in a writing prompt, very rarely is it going to come out and say, compare and contrast these two things. Sometimes it'll be a lot more subtle. It'll say, how are these two things different? Or it may even just say compare, but in reality it means compare and contrast. That's something that's kind of weird when it comes to writing prompts. Um, in general language, when you say to compare, it's implied that you mean compare and contrast. So even when a writing prompt just says compare, you must compare and contrast. Now you probably guessed it, we're going to practice this again. So what I want you to do is pick two of your classes, any two classes you want, and I want you to compare and contrast them. Now there are two ways you can do this. There's a okay way and there's a more effective way. The okay way is to first talk about one class and then talk about a second. But I want you, what I want you to do today is do it by area. So for example, compare and contrast one thing about a class and then go to the next thing and compare and contrast. Now again, you're going to have four minutes to compare and contrast two of your classes beginning right now.
and we're back. The next type of text structure is order of importance. In order of importance, ideas or steps are prioritized by the writer or speaker according to a hierarchy of value. When using the order of importance pattern of organization, information can be structured from most important to least important or least important to most important. Both structures would be considered as the order of importance text structure. Today, we're going to practice writing in this type of text structure. So what I want you to do is write about why college is important. I want you to give at least three reasons, and I want you to order your reasons from least important to most important. Now, to be clear, I'm looking for paragraph structure here. Now, you can do all three reasons within one paragraph. However, I am not going to accept a list bullet points, or simply writing out three sentences. You must begin your paragraph at the topic sentence, introduce each of your three reasons with explanations, and end with a concluding sentence. You're going to have five minutes to complete this. So we'll be back in five minutes. See you then.
And we're back. Up next is what we call sequence. Now, sequential order or process writing, as it is sometimes called, is when information is organized by the order in which it occurs. Now, this is different from chronological order, but I'll get to that in a second. This method of organizing text is generally used for instructions or directions, but it can also be used to explain processes in nature or society, such as how a president is elected. Sequential organization is frequently confused with chronological order. In fact, I'm probably assuming you're thinking right now, okay, well, what's the difference between this and chronological order? To further confound the issue, sometimes people refer to chronological order as chronological sequence. But there is a key difference that distinguishes the two patterns. Texts organized chronologically occur at a specific time and setting. Whereas, texts describing processes or sequences do not occur at any specific time and place. So, as you could probably guess, now we're going to practice writing in sequence. So what I'm going to have you do is describe the process of writing an essay. Now, you're not going to tell this chronologically. It's not a story. I'm not asking you about a specific time you wrote an essay. Instead, in paragraph form, I want you to describe for me how you write an essay. What is the sequence? What are the steps? Make sure you begin with the topic sentence, list the steps with explanations, and then conclude with the concluding sentence at the end. We'll be back in four minutes. See you then.
And we're back! The next type of text structure is spatial. Spatial organization is when information in a passage is organized in order of space or location. If you don't know how to spell spatial, it's S-P-A-T-I-A-L. Again, S-P-A-T-I-A-L. If you were to describe the room in which you were sitting right now, hint, hint, we're about to do that, you would be using spatial organization. Spatial organization may also be called descriptive writing, and it is most frequently used when the narrator describes how something looks. Spatial organization is generally pretty easy to identify, but be aware that spatial organization is used in both fiction and nonfiction text. Most fictional passages are organized chronologically, but in paragraphs where the narrator is describing a setting or the appearance of a character, the information may be organized spatially. So what I want you to do right now is describe the classroom that you're sitting in right now. Now obviously you're not going to do this in order of time or steps. Instead, you're going to go area to area. Maybe you start on one side of the room and work your way to the other side. Maybe you start at the bottom and work your way up to the ceiling. It's totally up to you. Again, you're going to have four minutes. This should be a full paragraph. We'll be right back.
we're back. Now I want to take a moment to remind you that all of this writing will be collected and you would get a grade for it, so your time is not being wasted here. However, it's time to move on to the next type of text structure, and that is cause and effect. Effect with an E because it's a noun. Cause and effect is a common way to organize information in a text. Paragraph structure does cause and effect explain reasons why something happened or the effects of something. These paragraphs can be ordered as causes and effects or as effects and then causes. Today we're going to do cause and then effect. The cause and effect text structure is generally used in expository and persuasive writing modes. To put it another way, when an author gives reasons why something happened, he or she is explaining what caused an effect. Reasons are causes and the things that happen is the effect. Also, when a writer explains the results of an action, he or she is explaining the effects of a cause. Results are effects and the thing that occurs is the cause. The cause and effect text structure is used so commonly that you have probably written a paragraph using it and have not noticed. So obviously we're going to practice actually doing this. So what I want you to do is give me the cause and effect for good grades. So essentially how you're going to start this is you're going to begin with what causes good grades. Then you're going to talk about the effect, good grades. So essentially, you'll begin with good study habits and explain what those are, how to behave in class, and so on, and then explain how that cause leads to good grades. Now again, you're going to have a limited amount of time to complete this. This time it's going to be four minutes again. We'll be right back.
And we're back! The next type of text structure is problem and solution. Problem and solution is a pattern of organization where information in a passage is expressed as a dilemma or a concerning issue, also known as a problem, and something that was, can be, or should be done to remedy this issue, solution or attempted solution. The problem and solution text structure may seem like it would be easy to recognize but it can be moderately difficult to identify because it is frequently confused with the cause and effect pattern of organization, as they both have relational structures. However, if you read the passage and look specifically for both a problem and a solution to the problem, you should find it pretty easy to distinguish from cause and effect, as cause and effect passages do not propose solutions to any negative occurrences within the passage, but rather just explain why or how they happen. So obviously we're going to give this a try. We're going to be focusing on disrespect in the classroom. So I want you to begin by describing the problem. Not just saying disrespect in the classroom, but explain what that is, how you see it, and then you're going to offer up some solutions. So again, we're going to begin with a problem of classroom disrespect, and we're going to finish up with a solution. Again, you're going to have four minutes. We'll be right back.
You did it! We're finished! Today we reviewed all different seven kinds of text organization or text structures. So let's review it one more time. Chronological, compare and contrast, order of importance, sequence, spatial, cause and effect, and problem and solution. Now over the coming days, we're going to dig even deeper to this. We're going to look at actual writing prompts and we're going to sort them into these different text structures based on what we think the prompt is asking us for. So hopefully today you kind of got your feet wet and you're starting to get, get a hold of this. But now we're going to go ahead and do an exit slip. So on a separate sheet, you can either use an entire sheet or you could just rip off the corner from a sheet. What I'm going to do is give you a writing prompt and I want you to pick from those seven different types of text structure and explain which one you would pick. In addition, I want you to give me a why. Why do you think that's the one that you should pick? So I'll give you a little bit of time, about 30 seconds, to make sure that you have a sheet of paper to do this on. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Now for the exit slip, I'm not going to give you a weird writing prompt. I'm going to give you one that you've probably seen time and time again. And again, you're going to tell me which of the different types of text structure is best suited for this prompt and why. The prompt is, should students be required to wear school uniforms? Why or why not? Now again, you're not writing down what you think the answer is. You're not saying whether they should or should not have to wear uniforms. Instead, tell me which of these seven types of text structure best fits this. Chronological, compare and contrast, order of importance, sequence, spatial, cause and effect, or problem and solution. Now again, this has been the Mr. Boggess' Class Podcast. I guess it's time to tell you the answer to the question from the very beginning. How can you tell if your gold necklace is fake? Well, it's really simple. You leave it behind in a room and see if it talks trash about you. Alright, go ahead and turn off your uh, audio and turn in your work at the front. See you tomorrow.